Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we're here with Brian Bergenstock. Brian has been online training with Jim Steele for a while now, and we thought it would be interesting to have him on to talk about the experience and enlighten us as to how online training works from a trainee's perspective. So welcome to the podcast here, Brian. Thanks, JP. Uh, thank you guys all for having me um, and inviting me on. Uh, this is awesome. I can't I can't say enough good things. And honestly, uh, what got me started here was uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, that's that's really how I uh, got in got in touch with Jim and and started the whole uh, online training. So uh, thank you guys very much. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, have you made any well, gains? Well, I, w- wait a minute. I'm surprised after listening, you volunteered <laughs> to come on. No, no, it's, it's been, it's been so great. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Uh, I, I was talking to Jim and I said, it's been 17 weeks per my log book here. And so starting off here, here's my starting lifts. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ahead. Let me, let me take you through, let's set the table here. Let's get a little bit of background information because we don't know if you're a past professional athlete or where you come from, you know, what your background is. So let's get just a little bit of that and then we'll uh, launch into what all your lifts are and what you guys have been doing together and all that. So, uh, so, you know, give us some information. Where are you from? What do you do? How old are you? Sure. I'm 30 years old. Uh, right now I reside in a little town outside of Lancaster County. Pennsylvania called Newman's town. Uh, it's real small. You probably would, when you blink, you probably miss it as you drive through there. So it's my neighbors are Mennonites. So if, oh, if Marty, any, your alley, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like uh, nowhere land, but I love it. I love that, that type of lifestyle style being out in a rural area, uh, you know, going to the farmer's market, all the uh, PA Dutch grocery stores and getting good food on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, my training history, so I, I would say I've been training seriously for about three years. Um, before that, I, I was always an active person. You know, I had active jobs, um, and I, I did work out, but that, that's what I would call it is working out. I didn't train, so I just did random workouts, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, my arms got bigger. You know, great. I, I didn't really see any gains, you know, on the stuff that matters. Right. Um, you know, I'm also uh, – also a father to uh, uh, my uh, daughter. She's one year old and uh, I'm uh, happily married to my wife. So, uh, you know, training, training just plays a big part in my life, honestly, because I, I just, I think for me to be a good father and a husband, I, I have to train. It just makes me strong. It makes me, you know, uh, capable. And yeah. I just think that's a big part of my life. It's gotta yeah. be a stress release too. You know, that's time for yourself, you know? Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Jim. I'll text you at like five and a.m. Sometimes I'm like, "Here's my list for the day," yeah, but Brian I'm up at four. Gets it in, man, he gets it in. <laughs> I'm up at four. That's just when I wake up, uh, and that started back when I was 12, 12, 13 years old when my dad made me get a paper route, and yeah. uh, that stuck with me ever since. And that's just I'm just an early riser. That's just ingrained in me. Yeah, I love yeah, it. same with me. And I I could go to bed every night at probably about six thirty or seven. I'm just you know, early riser and just fall asleep early. And, but that's how, you know, that's how uh, I'm really productive at work. I mean, I love starting work early. 
nobody's up yet. Nobody's calling. I can send emails, get work done. So good for you. So you got a daughter. I've got two daughters. So the biggest thing for me with training and, and, and family was always balancing the two, um, finding that sweet spot for, for balance there between occupation, family, lifting, you know, and, and all that stuff. But uh, I have an idea for you training with Jim that you've got the, all that worked out because um, unlike what I was doing, you know, I was training six days a week, a couple hours a day. You know, I was, um, I look back now and I was overdoing it. I could have probably cut half that out and, and made the same, if not better gains. So yeah, Marty, Marty, he's leaving out the most important part besides the lifting and his, his, he played bass in a heavy metal band. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's talk about that. And he's a music guy, Marty. Yeah, so uh, in my early 20s, and I, I put in the, the bio too, Jim, I tried to make you laugh. Uh, yeah. I said I, I said I was a bass player in a heavy metal band. Uh, when I turned 21 is when I started uh, doing that because we could play the bars then. So I put I was a bass player and a professional beer drinker because I had just turned 21. So <laughs> that's all I cared about. That's when you yeah. turned pro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that in my early twenties and had a ton of fun there. And we did just, just like regional touring, um, probably stuff that only Jim would listen to because the growly <laughs> vocals, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I love music. That's a huge part of my life. Uh, I still have acoustic guitars. I still play acoustic guitar. I sold my <laughs> bass. Um, but I, it's just, yeah, that's a huge facet in my life too. Music. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, so, but for, as for your lifting experience, now you said you've been lifting for about three years, just kind of doing whatever, going to the gym or you, you started at home. Yeah, I would go to, I would go to gold's gym near where I live. And, uh, you know, just like, I feel like a lot of people, if they don't have guidance in the beginning, it's just like, you look up a program online and it's like, Oh, that guy's huge in the picture. And then you follow it. And you don't get like that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, exactly. And the thing that we're always talking about is, you know, kind of anything works in the beginning because your body is just like shocked and doesn't know what to do. And it's, you know, it's got to grow to, uh, to kind of adapt to this, this new resistance training and all that stuff that's never seen before. But after a while, if you're not doing the right things, your, your progress is just going to stop and you're, you know, you're going to become stagnant. So that's where a good trainer like Marty or Jim comes into play to take you beyond that point. Um, what were your goals early on when you started at Gold's? You wanted to get a lot stronger, a lot more muscular, or just wanted to get in better shape? Basically just stay in shape, um, you know, prevent injury, uh, the job I had, then I worked at a rental company and we put up, we basically put up wedding tents every day, like the huge circus looking tents. So it was a very physical job. Um, just trying to be strong enough to do all that. Um, you know, and when you're young like that, you want to look good too. So that, that's, that was definitely part of it. Uh, and yeah, that's that my goals really were just to stay in shape. That's, that's what was my goal is just to stay in shape. You know, Marty, uh, this was a guy, who I told you about, I said, how did you learn how to squat so well? And how's your form so good? And he said, just listen to the podcast, listen to y'all's tips and stuff like that. So, uh, cause when he's squatting, I'm like, I mean, he takes a bar off just like we takes it out of the rack. Boom. You know, uh, you know, making that feel light. 
and then lets it settle and then has his steps. And I'm like, that's exactly how we teach. <laughs> that's awesome. You guys do video. Yeah. So he, Brian sends me a video of every workout and, uh, he lifts by himself and he squatted 405 for the first time in his life yesterday by himself, man. Just at five in the morning, man. It's, it's very impressive. So make sure you did get it. Huh? Make, you said you were going for it. Make sure you've got your squat catchers in place. You're going to miss one. Oh yeah. So you, you'd be ready. You'd be ready for that, but that's good. Uh, so how many days a week do you train? Right now I'm on a four day split gym. Yep. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. What do you do? So Mondays, uh, Mondays is bench and press. Tuesdays is whoa, whoa, whoa. What, kind, whoa, whoa. what kind of bench? What kind of press? Just flat bench, and then overhead what, barbell press. What kind of grip? Just normal grip. Normal grip bench press. What are you working up to in terms of your reps? Uh, my reps right now for bench. Well, my max is still three, three fifteen, three plates. What do you weigh? I weigh about two twenty. Good. How hey, tall you are you? Got that three fifteen. How tall are you? Five seven. Okay, so you're a stumpy guy. Yes, five, I am. Two twenty. Yep. Good. You're built to lift. <laughs> That's right? right, man. I love it. Uh, so multiple top sets, a single top set. What do you do? Multiple top sets. Just depends on the week, honestly. Uh. I think this past week, Jim had me do five sets of two at 80. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. With that, what's that in American? 80. 80% of a. Uh, I know, but what, what was the weight? Like 335 in it, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 335. I thought you said he's. No. <laughs> best was th- th- 315. No, I thought you were talking about squat. Oh, no, no, no. Bench. What's 80%? I don't know. Two, 265. Okay. And you would do six twos? Six twos. Yep. So you know, what you better, you, better, you better be throwing that weight right through the ceiling. Yeah. Heck yeah. Moving it fast. That's right. Yeah. So what I do with Brian is I'll give him a day like, okay, we'll go, you know, one all out set at around 85%, which is, you know, if you can get five, you're, you're right where you need to be strength wise, really pushing it any more than that. It sort of gives me a, a, um, a barometer of, of where his max is right there. And then the next time I may say, okay, we're going to do 80, 80% for three, 85% for two, then go back through it three times, you know, give him a high volume week. And then next week I try not to do the same yeah. stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to, yeah. Keep it, keep, keep his muscles guessing. And, and people really like that one all out set. And so I throw that in constantly along with, you know, I'm just trying not to. So what I try to get all my clients to do is think of this as a lifetime thing. So, you know, I can crush him and crush him and crush him. And, you know, Brian won't be around very long and he'd get hurt. But so I think part of our jobs, you know, Marty, when we train these people is to push and back off and push well, we, and back we off. Don't, we don't beat gains out of people. We coax right. gains. We and that's what people don't understand that, though. It really is. Right, Brian. We don't beat you. We coaxed you. That's right. It's I would stress it's a long term thing. <laughs> like. You're not going to just magically put 75 pounds on your bench press in two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Brian, you're, you're still lifting at the gym, right? You're not lifting at home. Oh no. I'm in my basement. Just, oh, just so me. In, and, okay. Yeah. Just me, a barbell so, rack plates and dumbbells. That's it. But you're so explain how it works. So you, you'll film your, your top end sets, right? And you'll send them to gym. And then what do you guys do? Get on the phone once a week. 
No, we we just uh, text message back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. I send I send it to him when I'm done, and uh, he gives me feedback, and then we go from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so, it's maybe just like great great job. Sometimes maybe like, hey, make sure you're doing this or doing that, and you know. Or how about you need to pick it up? Yeah, I haven't had to say that to Brian, man. That's, that's <clears> other people I've trained. But. Are you uh, incorporating any body weight modulation? As far as is he if gaining weight? Yeah, or losing or something. Now, I don't think, did we talk about that? Maybe initially we talked about diet, Brian, but I don't think you were, I don't know what yeah. we talked about. Were you we, real receptive to anything? You might, I think you're where you need to be. Do you need to be lighter or heavier? Or what do you think? I mean, I guess for my height, you could say, Lighter, I don't know. Kirk was five seven to eighty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's dependent upon body fat percentile. Yeah. I mean, right. you're either a chubby two twenty, or you're, you know, look like Jim Cash, you know, and you've got veins in your pecs. So I, I wish I, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you've been hanging out with the Mennonites too much. <laughs> too much chicken pot pie, Marty. <laughs> well, well, can you see any abs? Yeah, you got man. any abs? No abs. Uh, no abs. I just, uh, they're, they're overrated anyway. They're, they're under there. So, so you're like a. Uh, you would be like a, a really impressive 198 or. Sure. I'll take your word for it. I'm just saying, if you if you had the magical, fat dissolving gun, the ray gun, and you aimed it at and you just boo, all the fat came off you, you'd be what rocked out 190 yeah, of, sure. of muscle, right? You know what I mean. Yep. Um, that's, uh, that's something you, you should think about. Or if you have the situation, you're 30 years old, you're young enough. If you wanted to go the other way and say, you know what, um, I'm going to try pushing up to 242, scare yeah. some people. Yeah. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure could. And that's how you build your, that's how you build your mass. Then you do a Kirk. And you, well, let's see, if you pushed up to 240, then you'd come back down to 220, but with a much lower body fat percentile, right? Right. Let's say you're packing, I don't know what, just uh, pick a number, 17 right now. Well, the next, you know, you go up to 240, push up to what, Jim, 21, 22%. I'm going to say that, 22 Then you try to get back down to 12 when you get back down to 220 again, you know? And that way you, you build, that's how you push your muscle size through to the next level. The problem that most guys have is once they push through the next level, they stay there and they stay a fat 242. That's not the goal. That's not the plan. It's, it's a wave. It's, you know, it, it, it's, it's forward and back and, you know, and each time a little bit higher, you know, a little bit higher up the hill. Right. Right plant your flag a little bit higher and come back down the hill and, you know, and, and Jim's got you doing it. So he's got you excited about training. That's critical. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Jim, Jim, what guidance have you given Brian on diet? I mean, did you have, I don't think we talked about diet much. I, you know, Brian, I think just told me he wants to get strong as hell, man. And so, uh, you know, I, I, we may have talked about it in the first couple of emails, but, He's doing so well. I, you know, I'm not going to do anything unless so, he asks me to do something. So, Brian, what what have you done on on your side to? Uh, I mean, have you have you looked at diet and switched that around up your protein? Have you done anything different? Yeah, I I have up my protein. I mean, I eat eggs every day for breakfast. I eat you know 
either ground beef or uh, chicken or fish for lunch. And then obviously in between I'm, I eat as I'm hungry. I don't, I don't really gorge myself. Um, but I, I do eat plenty of protein. If I, I'll have a, I'll have actually a Perillo protein shake after I train every day. There you that's, go, buddy. that's straight from you guys. We've been selling yeah. that for Perillo, man. I'm telling you, everybody I know is taking it now. Yeah, he owes us a few bucks there by now, doesn't he? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the best tasting stuff <clears throat> I've yeah, ever had. The taste is so good. And I've been to the, to John's warehouse. That place is like a Nassau lab. I mean, you could eat off the floors and they make their stuff. They make the they make their powders and their bars. So, you know, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. And, and again, it's all about quality. So as, as far as protein goes, Brian, you trying to you trying to hit a gram per pound of body weight? Are you doing something like that or just eating what feels right? Try to get pretty close to a, a gram per pound. Yeah. Mm hmm. I, yeah. I can tell if I need to eat or not. I mean, you, I feel like you should be able to tell. Like you just, you're like, damn, I feel like crap. You know, yeah. <laughs> so after a week, yep. You get under the bar and you know you haven't eaten right or you haven't slept right or whatever. Your body gives right. you that feedback. You know, and that's that's a a sign. And, and Marty, you can go on this also. A sign of a, a, a experienced lifter is that intuitiveness about your body. You know, <laughs> knowing. I got it today or I don't got it. I need to make a change. I don't, you know, I'm good to go. That kind of thing. Just had that same conversation at six o'clock this morning with a guy in Australia. He's, right? uh, he runs a fire brigade. He trains firefighters in, in uh, Melbourne. And he's a client of mine and, and we work together, but he, he occasionally they got to go fight like, you know, real fires. And he had to go, I don't know, run into the, well, what do they call the interior down there? The outback? Yeah, the outback. He had to go into the outback and fight some sort of a, a monster brush fire. And and um, But he's he's like the the tier one guys we work with. He said, but I, I hit my workout the next day and, it, you know, I think I might have hurt myself. And I said, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, you know, you got to learn when to punt. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you need to be fresh. You need to be fresh. You need to be fresh. That's the thing that that if you if you want to get stronger, you have to be you have to be fresh. You have to be at one hundred percent. You hit one hundred and two percent when you're at one hundred percent recovered. That's how you get stronger. It's no sense hitting one hundred and two percent when you're seventy three percent recovered. Right. Right. It it just doesn't work. And yeah. so when guys tell me they're deadlifting four times a week. I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I guess it's good for technique. Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel a twinge in my back when you just said that. You know, you get your reps in, but, but uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, our default position is just uh, we, we hit each of the major lists once a week for one set. Yeah. And that's the, that's the ultra minimal, but it's expandable, you know, uh, and that's what I think Jim's got you doing, expanding and contracting, right, Jim? Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, Almost like not sub maximum, but what I try to do is I try to get 80% feeling like nothing. So we stay in yeah. that range a lot. I want Brian to say, oh, it's freaking 80%. It's nothing. Where like, if you're only roll, rolling like, like, like roll out of bed weight. Yeah. You should be able to do That's why 80% five set of two on his light day. Mm -hmm. You know, I usually give him a, a, on that day three that he does, which is the second pressing day, he'll press heavy, right? 
And then he'll do like a light bench, like a 80 for five set of two or a 75 for three set of five. It's nothing. I just don't want to think, I just wanted to move the bar fast. Right. But he's always, but for a lot of people, that 80% is like a big deal. Well, Brian does it so much and all my clients do it so much that after a while, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But when he started, 65% was a big deal. Right. Exactly. And it's all uh, incremental. Over, yeah. over time, over time, over time, over time, over time, over time, inch and inch and inch and inch and inch and inch. So, yeah, but that's also why we like to throw in uh, some sort of a, a body weight maneuvering uh, to either, if it's a strength, if a guy's trying to get stronger. Now, he's in an unusual position in that you are right at a weight class, although I don't know. I guess what now? I think they changed the weight class. I don't, can't keep up with it. At 220, you know, you're perfectly positioned to lift in 220, you know, uh, most 220s will be a little bit heavy, you know, they're usually about 230, because there's no problem for a guy weighing 230 to, you know, skip some pot pie and get down to 220, right? Yeah, yeah. But you stay strong at 230, because you're thick, you're full, right? But if you're not entering a power competition, there's no point to it, right? or strength or, or some event that you have to peak your strength. There's no real point in getting gargantuan. Yeah. So Brian, right? to walk around now, I mean, you know, use it somewhere. What have, what have you noticed? Like, what is this, not me training you, but just weightlifting in general, what has it given you that you've noticed? Like, man, I can do that easier. Or my, you know, my stress is lower. My, I can see it in the mirror. My wife says something about my arms, you know, what, what, what do you think that it's given you? Uh, I think especially training in the morning, it's like, okay, that's the hardest thing I'll have to do all day. Oh, the cool. rest of the stuff that comes up with my job, stress, whatever, it's nothing in comparison to what I'm about to do right now. Um, and then just the rest of the day, you're like in, almost in a flow state. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure, I think I've heard you guys say that. Yes. It's, yeah. it's like, that's, I'm great. I'm good to go. Let's get some food. Let's shower. Let's get to work. Yeah. It's just such a feeling of accomplishment. And, you know, you're right. I, I came, I got up at three this morning, went to the gym at, uh, you know, quarter to five, cause I got a bunch of stuff to do today. And I, and, you know, it's like 45, 50 when I walked out this morning, it felt like it was a summer day when I got done. I felt so great, man. I felt, yeah. you know, and I was just like, there's the glow. That's the glow yeah. we always talk about. It's amazing. <clears throat> I feel sorry for people that don't experience that. Yeah. And doing it first thing in the morning, you know, like Brian's kind of talking about, I mean, it kind of just sets you up for your day. Yes, it does. You just, you know, you come out of that gym and you're just like, you kicked ass in the gym and now you're ready to kick ass in life and go do what you got to do, you know, with family, with, with, uh, with business and all that. So it's, yeah, it just, it's a, it's a flow state. It just sets you up for, for that day to really accomplish things. And, um, you know, now, I got a doctor that I, I mean, his hours are ridiculous. Uh, he's an infectious disease doctor. So you can imagine what he's going through now these days. So he really, he said, man, I got to get back to training in the morning. Any tips to get me going? And I said, well, get you just got to grab the bar and get started. Yeah, get going. <laughs> you, yeah, literally, you literally tell yourself, and this is, you know, Jocko Willink uh, always says this. If your mind is feeling weak, it does not get a vote. Your body is ruling it. It's overruling mm -hmm. your mind. Let's just go. And then I said, you know, after your second or third warm-up set, you'll be like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And if you yeah. and if you're not, because there are days when you're finish it anyway, 
and then you'll feel great after and you still got that accomplishment you know yeah and as we have a saying how you feel is a lie yes yeah that's right just get it going and jim that kind of all fits in with your your uh article that we just posted no excuses there are no excuses yeah right <laughs> yeah well you know um i always thought we, we know the one guy who i who i trained who's a tier one guy who was um really good friend of ours and he he's he went through buds and actually quit and then he said that was a turning moment in my life and then he went through again and crushed it and was one of the youngest guys to ever go to the tier one stuff and he said, let me tell you something, Jim. He said, if anybody ever tells you that they uh, were injured during buds or were they, so they had to drop out or they had this happen or that happened, they're just a coward. There are no excuses. You have to, <laughs> there are no, so that's at the nth degree of no excuses, right? Yeah. He's like, if anybody says, I mean, he's like, if they break their leg, it doesn't matter. It's an excuse. <laughs> so yeah, get it done, right? Yeah, you have to. Um, what? Um, hey, by the way, what? What? Uh, you're lifting in your basement. So, what kind of equipment you got down there? You got like a, a power rack, obviously, like a half rack or full rack down there, a barbell set. What do you got? Yeah, I have a half rack with the safeties, uh, mm -hmm. so I don't kill myself. Right. Uh, I have a separate bench too, and I, ha I have like the rubber mats on the ground, so I can deadlift as well. But yeah. uh, what, what is your deadlift, by the way? My deadlift's 420. Okay. You need to work on that a little bit. Yes, I do. <laughs> I tell Jim, I'm like, I need to keep going. Yeah. Your, your ratios are slightly off. Uh, Cassidy used to say a good ratio was a 300-pound bench, 400-pound squat, 500-pound deadlift. Or if you're stronger, 400-pound bench, 500-pound squat, 600-pound deadlift, or if you're really strong, 500-pound bench, 600-pound squat, 700-pound deadlift. So your, your deadlift lags just a little bit, but Jim will straighten that out by bringing your leg strength up. I imagine that your deadlift has probably come up since your legs have gotten stronger. Did you just say you squatted four or five? Yep, yesterday. And was that the first time? Yes. Well, there you go. Four plates on each side. I mean, you must have been ecstatic. Dude, you must have felt. I mean, I was happy. I was, <laughs> I was like, F yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. I about dude, just cl deep. clocked out for the rest of the day. I was like, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> it was an effort, too, man. I mean, no spotters. <laughs> it was going to get to a point. How, how, did it, how did it go? Was it a grinder? Were you barely there? Or, or was it comfortable? How did it, How was it? I think it was, I mean, there's a little bit of a grinder. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm feeling, I definitely feel like I squatted max yesterday for sure. Today. Well, you just said a PR. How, how big, how big of a PR was that? So when I started, I squatted 370. So okay. yeah, pretty good. So did you film it for Jim to see? Oh yeah. Sent it right after. It was deep, <laughs> okay. deep, deep. Was it really? Yeah. I, I mean, like a 7.5 difficulty out of 10, something like that. Like he had to yeah. stick and point real hard. But, you know, the good thing was, and this is a mark of somebody who really listens or is a good lifter, is he didn't get out of position. Yep. To, you know, slide, to slide through the sticking point. Thank you. Just stay with it. It's going. Just stay with it. It's going. That's what Everybody the games are. Good yep. morning, or they try to stand straight up or whatever, and they get screwed up. And they miss. He didn't bring his knees in. 
No, no, they didn't squeeze together nothing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, Brian, that, that's, that, that's what people do. They try to they try to use tricks to get right. to the sticking point. And our whole our whole everything is founded on the fact. No, we find those sticking points and we struggle through them purposely with integrity. And that's where the gains are. Right. right? You don't avoid the sticking points or cheat your way through or do some trick no no meet, meet it head on and like jim says you feel like a machine if you're in the pocket yeah and you just like a like a jacking up a car you know boom 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 and you just push that damn weight up yeah. and it's a hell of a feeling when you when you're really in it and you're doing it in real time and you know 405 is not nothing Okay, for, what's a your, deep, for a deep raw squat, that's 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 good. That's good weight. Now look, double body weight's what you need. Okay, that's so the goal. Four forty. You know, yeah. that's that's the that's that's the the ratio that we use with with the military. We want a one point five times body weight bench. Okay, so two hundred pound guy, three hundred, two twenty pound guy. What would that be? Three fifteen, right? Is that right? You got me. 1.5 times body weight. We want a double body weight squat, 2.5 body weight deadlift. So a 200 pound guy pull 500 and body weight press and body weight power clean. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all right, Brian. Is that where you want to be? Yes, sir. Or you want to go beyond that? I always want to push beyond. That's just yeah. Once once you get there, you're not going to be satisfied, right? Right. Yeah, you can't be satisfied once you. I mean, once you become stagnant, that's like I feel like it's over. I mean, unless you want to maintain, but yeah, three. No, we're talking about this three thirty. You need a three thirty bench to do one point five times body weight at two twenty. Yeah, he's not far off. Yeah, you're closest on that, but again, you need three thirty, four forty. That's close. And five. 20, I believe, 515, something like that. So you're close and you're, did you do, did you have him doing overhead barbell press, Jim? Oh, yeah. He's 205, right? Well, Didn't you do 205, Brian? Yeah. 210. 210. 210. Oh, look at, look how close he is to body weight on yeah. that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're, you're, that's good, buddy. Yeah, that's good real impressive. good. Yeah. Uh, do you have him doing any quick lifts? Does he do the power clean? No, he's not cleaning. Now, here's the deal with the clean. If I'm not there. Yeah. I it's, don't. I mean, if he's not, it's, had a lot too, of it's too tricky. It's too tricky. Yeah, it's a tricky damn lift, you know, it, to do it right. Yeah. And I'd rather not have him not do it than do it wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. Plus, I, you know, I hate when somebody's cleaning one thirty-five. You know, let's get everything way up. Let's get these lifts. So now he, if he starts to clean, he can do some appreciable weight. Yeah. Instead of. Instead Are you of, a sumo or a conventional deadlifter? Conventional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably built for it. Long legged or short legged? Short. <laughs> short everything, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes for good benching and good squatting. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And it's so, good too. Um, you know, JP, you're asking about feedback about diet and stuff. As far as the feedback on lifting and what I've told Brian or what I haven't, um, if his form is good or anything, I'm not going to make stuff up just to say, I'm just going to be like, man, you got it. That's great. Great speed. Yeah, great, this, yeah, great yeah, yeah, now, yeah. If he, so he had an issue with his bench and Marty, you've seen this where guys go down at, you know, I don't know, medium speed. And then right before they get to their chest, they speed it up. 
and they sort of lose for, connect lose connection. Well, they free fall it. They right. free fall it's it only to catch the rebound. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of inches. Yeah. So what yeah. I so what I had him do was we did I don't know three weeks of pauses or something. Oh like yeah. That. Oh yeah. They, they hate that, don't they? Right. And then they got that got rid of that. You know. Uh, how'd that go, Brian? Oh, it sucked. <laughs> but it's like it's i know it's part of the grand plan so I, you got to yeah. do it right yeah so yeah 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 it's basically it, the, the opposite of whatever you're doing that's what we advise yeah. right <laughs> so so jim he was he was dialed in on the squat because he had listened to uh the squat podcast and probably done some other research so bench you had to clean that up a little bit you said deadlift was good Deadlift was good. I don't, I don't know, Brian, if I've told you anything about your deadlift. Um, you bring his stance in or anything like nah, that? He's good, man. He's, he's good. I um, think the only thing, Jim, was the setting the back harder. Yes. I, once I really I, – the deadlift's kind of – I feel like it's pretty tricky. Like, you got to really – like, you, that's one you really got to do a bunch of times to, to, yeah. to nail it. But once you nail it, it's like it's the best feeling in the world when, that, when your back's tight like that. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. And a lot of people's and they, and Marty, you've seen this a million times. They take beginners, especially take the easy way out, which is your body's always going to find that easy way. And the easy way is round your back. The easy way is not to set your back. The, right. so the, the, the biggest thing with the beginners is have pay. I don't care if it moves slowly. Don't round your back. I want you yeah. to maintain that posture. And I use the bent over row a lot with that maintaining yeah. that posture. So stand up, set your posture, then bring the bar down mid shin keep that posture and brian worked on that we had to work on his bent over row and get him going he was sort of doing like a high pull kind of bent over row and uh you know when your low back is not strong enough when your erectors aren't bold sticking out like in bold relief you got to do that you got to get that musculature and you got to yeah. get that control and so i think doing that helped and just yeah. emphasizing it helped yeah and, and again uh was he squat style you didn't have to correct anything about his squat style no, I don't think I've ever said anything about your squat, Brian. Besides good. Good job. That's great. That's yeah. great. So. Deep, too, man. Deep for a big What's guy. What's the plan? If you're going to compete, why don't you compete? I want to. I just told Jim, I was like, I, I definitely want to. Yeah. We should. For sure. We'll find you one, man. For sure. I love it. And you know what, Brian? That'll put a whole nother oh, yeah. layer of motivation. Oh, uh, yeah. Training. You, only, you only think you're training hard now. Yeah, when you know you're going to get up there in a singlet and wait, wait till you're four weeks out. <laughs> yeah, hey, when, we, when we do that, and even if we, even if that's a, a long way off, you need to come down. You know, we talked about that, but we'll go to a gym and uh, I'll check you out in person and everything because you're not that far. No, yeah, I definitely will for yeah. sure. Yeah, we can come down. You can come down to our place. We're in. Uh, I'm outside of Gettysburg. I think I, th I told Jim I was like I think. Where you are, I used to rent. We rented a cabin there uh, by the state park a couple times. It's a really yeah. nice area. Yep, that's where I live. Catoctin Falls. And then I you train. Live. Where's the pole barn, Marty? That's that's in where? that's in Frederick. Twenty minutes is, away. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 23 miles. Yeah, that's on the other side of the mountain. So that's where we train. So yeah, you can come down. Just call first. Yeah, Marty, I I used to live. Uh, what 20 minutes from you not even years, that buddy years not, ago not even that minutes, i look yeah. I, I look off i look off down your street every time i go past he showed me yeah. where you grew up he showed me the house where you grew up right over that turn right marty you're up high <laughs> oh yeah 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 
I miss that area, man. Uh, up in the mountains like that, beautiful Pennsylvania. Oh man. At least you're out of California. If I could have only known Marty back then, and that's when I was just starting to get into lifting and all that. My God, that would have been great. Oh, yeah, I could have yeah. saved so much time. Oh yeah, you would have looked great at 400. <laughs> if you would have been eating trays of lasagna for breakfast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We just we would just wheel you around in one of those electric carts they have at Walmart. I would have been uh, I would have been the uh, Kirk Kowalski part two experiment, right? Uh, you you would have been Kirk cubed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ser what ser I seriously, at four hundred pounds with your your frame could have held it. You could have been super heavyweight world champion with your frame. You got the framework to hang a lot of oh muscle on, man. Oh my, you're dangerous, man. For me, well, at I'm just saying, pounds, yes, maybe, well, but you, you know how miserable that would be. Yeah, well, you don't have except to stay, when you you're under the bar. You don't have to stay there your whole life. You can retire when you're 27 yeah. after you've got 10 world championships and you're bored. And then you go you down to Bobby then Myers would Yeah, then you go down to 235 and, you know, you and Bobby Myers would add me downing boxes of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> uh, tell you what, well, you know what? Here here's the thing about Bob Myers is once he got out of powerlifting, he went down to a ripped 205. He did. He's lean. And he stayed there and he stayed there the rest of his life. Cassidy yeah. did that too. Cassidy was 292 the year he won the Worlds. He hurt his knee and then went, started competing in physique at 195 within 13 months. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do to get the job done. And then when you're done accomplishing what's needed, you come down to reality. It's a temporary, temporary situation, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're try just trying to maximize your leverages. Right. And it's in it's in, in powerlifting. It's everybody's motivated. Everybody's got, you know, it comes down to density per inches of height. Like you look at the guy who's setting all the world raw bench press records. Well, the guy weighs four. 30. I mean, he's gigantic, right? So even though, yeah, he's crushing the, the all-time world records, he's not, he's not doing double body weight. Right. right? And yeah. a 200, a two, that's like a 200 pound guy benching 400. And there are plenty of guys like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, yes, it is incredibly impressive that he's benching finally 740, 750, great numbers, clean lifts, but these are giant humans right. and we're not, I mean, well, you are JP, but, um, <laughs> well, you are, you're a giant, you're a Shrek human, buddy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you something though. That would, I did not start out that way. When I started lifting, I was 140 pounds. Just yeah, well, FYI. You got a bone, you got a bone structure though. You, you're a big bone guy. You got big, to lay that, big lay that bones. muscle on there. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's like Bill Pearl. Bill Pearl had these big ass eight and a quarter inch wrist, you know. Who's going to say that wrist size? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the determinant. Yeah. Right? Wide clavicles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, if you're a bodybuilder, you need, you got to have that uh, narrow hip wide clavicle thing going. Yeah. Uh, also, your muscle insertion points. Anyway, we don't. We're spinning way off from Brian. Brian, how about how about your muscle insertion points? Where are they? Are they adequate, well, Jim? Here's here's a question for Brian and Jim. What about accessory exercises? What are you doing? Oh, good question. Well, day one, 
he'll press light. So I, I like to press to start off before you bench heavy. Yeah. And, and I, I want it light. So if you're a, you know, 200 pound bench uh, presser, you're going to be using like 95 pounds. We, you and know, what, what, are, what are you doing? Are you doing barbell or dumbbell? Yeah, just bar. Well, I, I probably switch it up, but most of the time I'm thinking barbell. Standing? Standing and just cool. pausing at the top for a full two count. Yeah. Yep. I got that from Bill Starr in the yep. 70s. Yep. Instead of doing all that BS rotator cuff stuff that nobody does correctly. That's right. You know, if you do it correctly, that's different. Then I'd rather have you try to balance and hold that press to warm up your shoulders and get your rotator cuff ready and, and, and cuff muscles ready and, and all that. Mm. And, and everybody uses a soft lockout. They kind of throw it up there and let it come back down. And they kind of throw it up and let it come back down. It's like, no, the whole game is lock the weight out. Show control at the yeah, top. Yeah, forget the poundage. Right. So then he'll go on to a heavy bench. And then I start his assistant stuff. And so, like, I got one week in front of me. He did floor bench. Um, so I'll cycle his so, – so I'll say, okay, the first week he's going to do four set of five where the last set is hard, but I don't want him to go to failure. You know, leave one. And yeah. then next week will be five sets of four. The next week will be five set of three or whatever. You know, so I'll, I'll peak him for a floor bench. So I always thought it was fun having other lifts that you're trying to hit records in also. And that, that transfers right over into his bench press. You know? What about uh, varying widths on the on the bench, like a close grip for yeah, the triceps? On day three, he does close grip. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing those lately. I love those things. Elbows in. And what I like to do at the top is imagine myself just pulling the bar apart. It really hits, to me, it hits that outer tricep head. Where did you, where did you pick that up? Did you say that? Well, we in Virginia Beach. <laughs> that's a, that's an hour of that, you know. Pull maybe that's maybe that's where I heard it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Now you got me thinking I invented it or something. That's okay. You can think that. <laughs> and then he'll do. And then I I'll do a bunch of. Uh, I'm big on laterals, man. I love laterals for shoulder health. So he'll do laterals. He'll do some front raises, uh, some shrugs, and then you know one or two tricep exercises. I'm big on push-ups. I think it keeps your shoulders healthy without doing a bunch of you know. Um, it gets yeah. your chest and your shoulders and your triceps. And I think it's great for your bench press and those scapula move freely. We're on the bench, you're pinching them. So we want to just keep that motion out, keep that motion going. Did, did you say you'll have him do an incline? No, we haven't done it. Does your bench incline, Brian? Yeah, but we just do dumbbell incline. Dumbbell incline, yeah. Yeah, dumbbell. We can you do, got, we can do you, got, you got dumbbells? Yes, I do. Oh, that's great. That is great. That's the one thing most people lack. Yeah. Uh, that that we love dumbbells. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's funny. I you know I just recently started back at the gym, but um, you know I was almost training in the in the backyard exclusively for a year, so I hadn't bench pressed. I was doing all body weight stuff and cross course stuff, uh, but I started back at the gym. The flat bench felt great, full range of motion, everything. Shoulders felt great, but when I went to do incline. I couldn't get the bar down to my chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it tightened up and my, it was hurting my shoulder. So I said, you know what? I'm just getting back into bench press again. I'm going to just exclusively do that for a little bit yeah. and get everything warmed up and back in the groove. And then I'll try to slip some, some light inclines in maybe in a few weeks morning, or let them go. They ain't that big of a deal anyway. Or yeah. change the angle, you know, maybe it's yeah, a yeah, make it a lower angle and yeah. try that or a steeper angle. Yeah. I would experiment yeah. with it. You know, I'd be honest with you, man. My wrestlers and football players I used to train, the incline beat their shoulders up more than anything else. So I would let them, they would either have a board or they would go three quarters of the way down uh, because 
they felt like, you know, their shoulders get so beat up in practice that uh, I would do that. They would shorten that, JP. They shortened up the range just a little bit. Not on the bench. That didn't bother them. Right. But, but the incline. But, but yeah, you're right. And, and that's what I ended up doing. I was going down like, I don't know, three quarters of the way, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, I, I brought the just the unloaded bar down to my chest. And I'm like, that feels like way too much strain on my shoulders for this yeah. lift, where you don't feel that on the flat bench. Right. Um, so I thought, yeah. So, so with a lot of your trainees, you're not on an incline. You're not having them so much go down to the clavicle. You're just, you're okay with, with them coming a few inches above. Well, especially if it's, you know, you got to take the situation. So if it's a, yeah. guy who's a wrestler who's in season, you know, if he's out of season, then we'd probably do dumbbells or, or something where, you know, maybe we'd do a full range of motion, but if it bothers you, like Marty said, either bag it or change it up a little bit. If you're doing flat bench and, and you're able to use different grip widths, if you're able to do standing overhead press, I think the incline's a little superfluous. I mean, how much pressing do you need? Right, you may be dipping too much into the well. Yeah. You know, or you could, or you could do the incline and drop the overhead press. You know, right. uh, maybe switch it off that way. But I just think that three, particularly if you're doing multiple top sets, that's a lot of, that's a lot of pressing. It is. It's a lot of wear and tear on the joints. Yeah. And, you know, even on my, um, I've been shoulder pressing now um, and I'm just using a machine. I'm using the uh, techno gym machine over there. Real nice uh, side press. And, you know, I'm being very careful just to bring my arms down, my upper arms down to parallel, you know, back in the day, I used to come down below that, but it hurts now. So if I stay parallel, stop it right there and just grind it. Like I did them this morning. I was just using grind speed all the way through and squeezing it at the top. I'll tell you what, man, you don't need to use a lot of weight on that. You just, uh, you get that, that mind muscle connection. You stop about, you know, halfway about parallel and just grind it up. I'll tell you what, my, my side delts were just trashed and I haven't had any of any, uh, uh, pressing or anything like that for a long time so i love the contrast that this uh going back to the gym is providing so um i'm having a good time with it yeah it beats the backyard that's for sure um brian when you're when you're pressing right why do you think you've excelled so much in the press have you done athletics where your shoulders were strong do you think that you know where we're really needed to be strong or your press is pretty good man i mean and, and it went up really fast just uh, barbell overhead press, Jim, or bench press? Barbell overhead press. Uh, I think it's from work. My the job I had in my twenties. Uh, right. When I, when I worked at the rental company, I was constantly press pushing stuff overhead. Yeah. You know, whether it was like the pole, the poles we used, or I mean, just just all that stuff. I mean, it's just it's it's just like like farmer strength. I'd call it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just of just doing that all day. You're like. I feel like you can like feel it in your hands too. You know what I mean? Like you, you grip that bar and you try to like rip it apart and you get tight and boom. Yeah. There's something, you know, and I love the press and Marty, you can concur because it's a whole body lift. Yeah. Now, should, even if you have your knees locked and your glutes squeeze and you're still man from the ground up feeling that, feeling that press. Yeah. You know, and, and I always, you know, would think when I was programming athletes, I'd say, you know, the clean and the press, man, if you just do those two and you, if you go down into the front squat once in a while, what you could just do those two. 
you John, know. John Gamble used to tell me when he was coaching at University of Virginia before he went on to coach at Miami, he said, uh, we want our athletes doing as, as many of the exercises as possible on their feet. Yeah. on their feet of course and, and what people don't understand is that everything in athletics and and pretty much anything you have to do athletically in life is ground force it's the force you create through the ground right you know from running and jumping to, <clears throat> to to squatting to cleaning it's all what you can create that force you're pushing through the ground you know right uh, right 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 so also i would suspect that brian probably has short stumpy arms Oh yeah, short everything, and Marty. That's what I'm saying. With a with short arms and a wide grip, man, and a th- probably a, you're probably a thick chested guy, right? Naturally, so you know you don't have much. You know you're naturally going to be a good presser because you have you get good leverage and you've got thickness. And again, that'll but that'll come back to bite you on the deadlift, right? Because you got to pull it higher, right? Right, your bench, bang, great, and you and with I'm short legged, so it makes squatting easier for me. It makes hitting below parallel easier. Same with you, from what it sounds like. But those same advantages in certain lifts turn into disadvantages in others, like the long arm deadlifter. Oh, man, they have a hell of a time in the in the bench press. That was all, always my problem. I do have long arms, and if the bench press is just I sucked. Guys were beating me by 150 pounds in my weight class. Yeah, that was always mine too, my weak point. (laughs) You know, it's a based on structure. uh, But, you know, you're going to be a good, if you stick with it, based on your body style, your body structure, you're going to be a good squatter and bencher, you know, but it's the dead that you're really going to have to work. Right. You're going to be able to kill the overhead press too. But, and you should, but don't continually play to your strengths. You know, you got to work your weaknesses. Strengths will take care of themselves. Jim, what about a cardio element here? Are you having him do anything? Nope. Any cardio? Just no. get strong, man. Just get strong. Now, so the way that works is if somebody's saying, okay, coach, I got to fight in 12 weeks or something like that. Okay. That's part of your program. Or if somebody says, okay, I really want to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Just want to get massive, big and strong as as hell. You know, cardio is going to be, it can be detrimental, especially too much. I mean, going for a walk or something's fine. But, uh, you know, I always remember Fred Hatfield said when he would go to his wife with his wife to the mall, he would just go from bench to bench and walk slowly from bench to bench <laughs> to save up because he had to squat the next day, man. He was if he could walk, he walked. If he could crawl, well, you know. That's also when Fred pushed his body weight up to almost two sixty. And he and, was like and, Oh, oh no, Fred, are you kidding me? He's like five six. And but but he will also smoking two packs of Marlboros a day too. Pipe, yeah, the pipe going too. Yeah. yeah. So now, yeah. now Jim, the contrast to that is you had uh, Kirk that you know had a job where he's on his feet all day. Yeah. yeah. So his and calorie expenditure was high, and so yeah. Kirk needed to keep those calories way up. And then when he got with uh, Durazio, Durazo, right, Marty? Yeah, Anthony. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that really brought nutrition to the forefront of Kirk's mind. Like, man, this is important. Well, also for Kirk, dieting was, you know, cutting back from four 7-Eleven big bites to two. 
<laughs> right. And oh, we're not we're not going to put as much nacho cheese on. Dude, I right. love the burritos you put in the microwave. And then he get ripped. Right. Uh, I, I told you that story. I was on a treadmill at your own athletic club. He walks by the window. I mean, I'm just killing myself dieting. He walks by the window with a bag of Wendy's, Brian. And he started pointing at me and laughing. I'm like, you sound good. Uh, torture. Torture. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Brian, uh, how many days a week are you train? Four days. Okay. Well, uh, get, what, what days are there? I like Monday, Tuesday off, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, keep, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, keep it, keep the weekends open. Yeah, for the family. Crack it in the morning. How long are your sessions lasting, generally? Oh, hour and ten. Yeah, God, great. Keep, so, keep it moving, you know. So here's a guy who's mm, generating a total of a little over five, four hours and under five hours a week. Right. Four hours and forty minutes and radically changing his physique and radically increasing his strength and uh, injury proofing himself because the tendons and ligaments and the type of stuff that steel's got you doing uh, that makes you injury resistant, makes you more resilient as a human. You're better going to be able to fight off colds and the stuff that knocks other humans down, you're going to be, you're going to be a little more resistant to that and recover faster, recover faster. It it does happen. And you do need to do a little bit of cardio, but you know, it's again, if you get it in your work, that's one thing. And we love walking around, just strap a heart rate monitor on and see what's going on, but that's no big thing. But what you plan on competing Yes, I do. Okay. Well, how does that work in this day and age? Do you do? They have them. They started having meets. Uh, huh. I know the USAPL. I just had one of my uh, ladies I trained just did one in Virginia. She won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's another one of my clients is doing one in Ohio in May. So they're having them. They're having. Them. I think they have them in Frederick too on a pretty regular basis. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he could shoot down for one of those. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, that the thing is, is I always tell, and Marty, you know how this is. And when I was coming up, it was a USPF, but the, you know, I hate to my clients to go in and they squat deep as hell and they get beats by somebody who squats, you know, two yeah. inches above parallel and everybody's yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, why, why did I do everything right for so long? Yep. So I, I try to push them towards the organizations where I know that it is deep as hell with yeah. where the benches are totally locked out, where yeah. you know, your butt's not off. You know, you've seen some crazy stuff and so have I. And, and it, you know, it bastardizes the whole strength thing, but that's a whole other subject. But, you know, you want to you want to compete in these organizations where good form is rewarded. Yes. And strict technique right. and not what we call corrupted judging. So, but that's easy. That's easy. There, there, there are some federations around. In fact, we've got some federations in the Frederick area that take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. The the organizations are are more for the benefit of the officials and the organizers, not really for the lifters. Right. Lifters are just the way of making the money. You make the money on the entrance fee. Oh, plus you've got to join the organization, you know? And so, it mounts up. These guys are paying close to two hundred dollars to get into a, a, a competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
so much per, per class and everybody wants to, you know, well, I want to go into the 30 to 34 year old and plus I want to go into the, uh, you know, whatever, all the different subdivisions. Right. So, and they whack you for another fee each time yeah. you do that. So another way for them to make money. Oh, well, that's, that's the only way they make money. Yeah. They make money off, they're not making it off the audience because there is no audience. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you have a bunch of relatives of the lifters and maybe some training partners, but that's it. I mean, this is no spectator sport. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, you, you ought to uh, look and see if there's anything in the Frederick, Maryland area, because I know that that's a hotbed. And uh, that will be I think that will be within what, maybe three hours of you. It's not that, not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad of a drive. And it's all highway, so. It'd be better than going to Jim. Jim, I think you'd be a ways, wouldn't you? Uh, how close are you to Rising Sun, Maryland? You're not that far, are you? Uh, I'd have so to I'm, look it up. Yeah, because that's where I always go hunting and all that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm not sure exactly how far it would be from here, but either way, it's worth it. You know, I've driven freaking five hours and just to, you know, just to compete, and it's it's always worth it. And it becomes a thing where you look back and say, man, you know, that trip was a bitch, but man, I did great. And then afterwards was so much fun because, you know, oh, we stopped and we did this and it's, it's memories, man. It's like, you know, Brian's a big guy who goes to the drag strip, right? Brian racing and all that stuff. Yeah. This time oh, you're yeah. going to be driving a car, man. You know, <laughs> you know, you're the one driving the car. It's a, it's a thrill. I always, I give every, anybody who sets foot on that stage, man, on that platform, no matter what you're doing, you got balls. I don't care. I mean, it is. It takes a lot of guts to do that. And there's no reason not to. Yeah, there really isn't. Uh, once you and once you do it, you understand it, and you go, uh, you know, I put way too much um, forethought into this thing. Right. What was it's, I worried about? Yeah, what were you worried about? What you know? What you, oh, I'm not ready yet. It's like, sure you are, because nobody cares. Right. Well, and Marty, like you said, what better way to fire up your training than, yeah. you know, to set a date yeah, and man. start getting ready for it. Send that oh, check in. That takes a whole nother meeting. Send that check. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Train now. And, and you've got some numbers in mind and they never come easy. Yeah. It never comes easy. Nobody ever sails through an entire cycle, particularly if you're at the front end of your career. So you have to learn, uh, you know, you hit the pothole, we've got to make some readjustments here. We've got to make some in-flight corrections. What do we do? Well, that's where the expert coaching comes in. Yeah, right. Because Steele will have an answer. It's like, oh, you know. And He's done it. Not every lift goes up every week, right? So it's like, okay, we've, you know, stumbled here in this. Uh, what do we do? And, you know, he'll have a, an entirely different way to approach it, which will still rekindle your momentum. That's what you're looking. You need that momentum, 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 momentum. Yeah. And you know, that comes from making gains and, and work with steel, you're gonna make the gains. And that's what's happened. That's what you're telling us. You're more fired up now than you were when you started. Exactly. Yeah. So Brian, you know, just for everybody's gonna wanna know, how do you get yourself motivated to do those early morning workouts? You know, what do you what do you say to yourself, you know, because it's not easy getting out of bed. It's not easy doing, you know, sending you a check every month. Or, that's yep. his motivation. <laughs> you know, it's not easy saying hey, I got a max today and it's five in the morning and you're, you're by yourself. You know, Brian's by himself down there, man. He's got 
is heavy metal. I got to guess the music that he's playing. And, and then he gets the squats done, man. So, so what's the thought process? Uh, honestly, most of all my, uh, for, for me to get mentally prepared, I'll be honest with you. I just think of if I don't get this done, my wife, and my daughter are going to think I'm weak. So nice. I better get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. Anything that works like that. Yeah. We all have our own little things, don't we, Jim? Yeah. The hostage. Our take. own little motivators. Yeah. I used to imagine, you know, at the top of the hill, when I would run hills that they got, somebody's got my family held. Hostage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do. That's it. Whatever it takes. Brian, I want to ask you, uh, so you've been with Jim for a while now doing the online training which you've never done before Jim, is that right? That's right. So was there any element to this that took a while to get used to? Uh, I would imagine you're kind of warmed up to everything now, but was it kind of strange at first or did you just get right into it and, and warm up to it immediately? How was it? How was the process? Oh, it was like seamless. It was, we just got started and it's like, here's your week you know, yeah. report back to me. And I mean, it's, if you're serious, you're serious, you're dedicated, you're dedicated. And that's just the bottom line. That's yeah. I try to, when I send out that first email, I'll say, you know, this is how I want the sets done. If I, you know, every, the rest should be this much unless otherwise indicated, this is what, you know, this means, you know, when, um, you know, the feedback, the communication is so important. You know, honestly, man, the reason why Brian, besides he's super dedicated, you know, is that he gives me constant feedback. If you don't contact me for two weeks and I'm just sending you a program, your gains aren't going to be as good. But if I know, man, I had a little trouble. Oh, I was shoveling snow yesterday, you know, and I got a deadlift in two days or, you know, all that communication is, is critical, especially since I'm not standing there. You know, if I was standing there, I'd be like, yo, Brian, you're going to be doing 315 today instead of 305. Look at the bar movement. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Jim, Jim, do you ever have to dial him back? Like we're always talking about that's those are the kind of guys we want to train, right? Yeah. So but only in to- only in exercises where I wasn't satisfied with the form, but not because yeah. of he was doing too much. So yeah, Ben yeah. Row, I think I said, Brian, I don't care if he has if he's a toothpick with marshmallows on the end of it. We're gonna get this form <laughs> right. You know, right. Go on, let's get the form right. Um, right. But not because you know I had to dial him back because he was you know, going too, too much, you know, uh, you know, and guys and, and Marty, you can attest to this or not. You train a young kid. He's always doing a little extra cause he thinks it's going to help him or he's always questioning everything, which is okay to question. But at some point you just got to be like, okay, this guy has done this for 40 years. I'm all in and let's go. And when, as, as people start to get older, you find that they, they're like, great. I'm not questioning a thing. I'm just going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also we're, we're able to get, real gains for people quickly. I mean, within three weeks of working with us, they're, they're loving it because it's like, whoa, you know, I'm improving in this, improving in this, 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 I feel better. I'm up in weight, I'm down in weight, whatever, you know, it's, you establish that enthusiasm, which creates momentum, which creates tangible results. Tangible results are the, that's the motivator. Yeah. Real results, man. Man, my, you know, everything's moving. Get fired up. Yeah. That's the best thing about lifting is it's right away. It gives you feedback. You're either getting stronger or you're getting weaker. Mathematically. Just right. numbers, baby. That's what we love about it. It's not like somebody looking at your 
triple Lindy going, oh, I give it a 7.3. It's like, mm. triple Lindy. That yeah. reminds me, man, I am binging on Easy Money. <laughs> Have you guys seen Easy Money, the movie from the 80s? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I've, yeah. my wife's like, damn, again? Again with Easy Money? What is that? I don't even know what it oh, is. Oh, it's Rodney Dangerfield Rodney and Joe Dangerfield. Oh. And their buddies and their blue collar. You know, he's a he's a he's not a he's a, a child photographer. Joe Pesci's a plumber, and um, Ronnie's got to lose weight, stop drinking, stop strippers, <laughs> stop marijuana, stop this, and uh, to, to get ten million dollars. And oh, it's so great, man. Sounds like me. Currently, yeah, he was so good. Oh man, it was excellent. He, he's Brian. What um, what um. Oh, I want to ask you, how did you originally reach out to Jim? Was it email? Did you call him up? How was it? I think it was through uh, Instagram, social media. Through Instagram? Okay. What um, Do you have any tips for, because there's a lot of people out there that kind of on the fence, like, I don't know, online, you know, this is something I'd kind of like to do in person, but, you know, we're we're kind of like not able to do some things in person right now because of what's going on. And I think the whole COVID thing has been kind of a catalyst for this type of training. You know, it's been helpful in the medical community as far as online telemedicine and all this stuff. So I think it kind of sped up things that were inevitable, inevitably coming anyway. But um, what what advice would you give to anybody that's kind of on the fence about online training and, and thinking about it? And what do you think? I think... Uh... Well, most, I really think the most important thing is just make sure you have the the, uh, the situation, the access to the right equipment for sure, because that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. But two, just keeping the lines of communication open, because like I, I know I can text Jim or whatever, call him, and he's going to get back to me within the same day. So it's just yeah. when you have that type of relationship with the person coaching you, it's, uh, it's that's the most valuable thing, I think. Yeah. But it's, it's, that has to work both ways. It right. has to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a cluster for, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. So communication right. is huge. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, especially because you're not in person. So you're having to rely on email, text, whatever. Now, Brian, have you gotten any feedback at work or you're in your family or anybody said, or your buddies, hey, man, you're getting big, man. Hey, man, you know, you're looking thick or is that, is that happened? Oh yeah. My, my friend I used to lift with, um, he's like, what have you been doing? Like you're, you're like so much stronger now. And just like you crush every lift. I'm like telling you, man, it's the coaching. It's the coaching. And well, it's, not, it's, I just point the way me and Marty, you know that you just get a motivated person and point the way and they, they take care of it, but that's great. You know, that's that, that, that gives you even more motivation, man, because you know, after a while, that that initial motivation, just like in dieting, just like in anything else, starts to wane, and then the discipline comes in. But to feed that a little bit is that positive feedback from other people that you get, you know. Um, and they can tell also when you you just feel better, you have more yeah. energy, and you feel better. Yeah. I always found that it, even if I got very little sleep, but my training and nutrition was was right on, then I still had a lot of energy, just like I had slept for eight hours. Well, also the early morning training starts your, puts you in the right mindset for the rest of the day. Uh, I, I found my energy would always just uh, fade in the evening. I never had energy to train at night. If, if I had, if I had gone through a, if I had gone through a real day at work, yeah, and it's like, man, the last thing I want to do 
just have the energy to train hard at night. I just, I can't do it. I despise it. I can't do it. I mean, I can do it. You know, we've all done it. Yeah, we've all done it. It's not ideal. And, you know, there's stuff in your head at night, in the afternoon. There's stuff there, man. You got to clear. In the morning, it's clear, man. It's clear. You're by yourself. There's nobody else up. You know, I got to. Also, it's too social at night. Yeah, you got to wait for equipment or whatever. And and talk to people and people want to talk to you. And it's like, I don't really want to talk. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and but if you're in the morning, you, that's not a problem because you, you know, we're pretty much the only ones there if it's a commercial facility. And, you know, I train by myself. And uh, the thing that I like is I can go when I want. And it's, I don't have to depend, I don't have to wait on a, but if you have a partner, somebody's waiting on you, depending upon you to be there at a certain time. And I'm kind of glad. I do that on Sunday with the guys, but uh, I'm glad I don't have to make that commitment where you're training with the same person like three or four times a week. Right. That's tough, man. Cause they're, you know, they're waiting on you. So you, you don't want to be late and you don't want to be, you know, and, and so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of solo training. A lot of people aren't, a lot of people have a really hard time with that. I just hate waiting. No, I don't like, I don't like somebody saying, well, I'm going to be 10 minutes late or, yeah. or, you know, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm ready to That's go. I'm, far. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, yeah. you know, I, it's, I, uh, I'm jacked I, up. I like to partner when, you know, I was kind of at my peak when I was at my strongest, I like to do forced reps. I, I yeah. liked having a spot, yeah. but you know, now I'm just uh, lifting a lot lighter. I'm using grind speed, different, um, you know, um, uh, enhancers, um, and different things like that. So I don't really need a spotter anymore. And I'm just on my own. Don't have to worry about anybody else. I get in that gym, bam, it opens at four. So I get in there right at four and, and I'm yeah. done 45 you minutes. Know, to an you hour. don't have to do the, the 15 minutes of talking afterwards. And I, you oh know, just, cause really when you're done, I just want to say, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, man. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not to be rude. These antisocial yeah. people on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, it's it's easy to get carried away at the gym. I mean, because you'll run into a guy and like, who was it? I think, Jim, on your last um, on your yeah. last article, you said you, you made the mistake of just saying or just looking at a guy and saying I nodded to him and he started political beliefs. And I mean, uh, they run into a 20 minute ordeal. Marty, yeah. Exact opposite of mine. I, I wanted to stab him right there, but I, I was just like, oh, OK, man. All right. Uh, OK. All right. Yeah. Well, and I'll start inching away. And, okay, this guy's gonna get the hint. And, and before you know it, we're like eight feet away, and I'm like, "Doesn't he get it? I I got to get out of here. I got to get to my uh, bench or whatever." Yeah, and that's one. It's, like, it's we, we, we fail to understand is that's one of the high points of their day. It is. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, I engage in a conversation with somebody, and uh, please kill me. They got the outfit. <laughs> uh, they got the outfit on. It all matches. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I got my Walmart sweatpants on. You know, I don't care about that stuff, man. Yeah. My, my my favorite is when they have the name on the back of the belt. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because they're mine says Jim Steele on the back. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Everybody should say right there. Yeah. All right. Well, we've worn this pretty well out. What do you think? I think so. I think this is good. We wanted to bring uh, Brian in here to just talk about, you know, t- talk to us about this sort of training, online training from a trainee's point of view. We're always talking about it. 
and what you guys are having uh, your people do and all that. So this was real interesting. We really appreciate you coming in today, Brian. I hope you had a good time. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was it was very insightful. And, and you know, that's go ahead. That's what that's what these guys do. So, I mean, this I think this will uh, anybody listening to this that is thinking about doing something like this. Hey, reach out to Marty, reach out to Jim. Yeah. You know, you can email him Marty at uh, Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com and just hit him up. And, you know, maybe you guys will mesh and it, it's you have to kind of mesh with this because these guys, you know, at the level they're at, they're not taking on any BS or drama or whatever. You got to come in like Brian did and you got to say, you know what? I'm ready to get after it. I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to make progress, yeah. you know. Pretty That's much good. what yeah. you got to do. And, and you right. know, JP, if we want musical record, you know, Brian was a bassist in a, in a black metal band. So is it death metal yeah. or black metal? Yeah, it's just whatever you want to call it. Heavy, 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 <laughs> heavy. Well, so, okay, so wait a minute. What's some of his, do you, do you have certain songs for certain lifts? Oh, no, I just put, I just put, put it on shuffle, you know. You just let it rip. Let it rip. Yeah, I've gotten actually some good bands to listen to from Brian, man. You know, uh, you guys have never heard, heard of him, but uh, what was that one, Aeon? A oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Just pumping, pumping heavy metal, man. Just cranking it. So, mm. yeah. so you're, you're, not, you're not doing the Cindy Lauper Depeche Mode stuff anymore, Jim? No, uh, no. Uh, what was the one, uh, the photograph song by The, uh, the Cure? Yeah, no, not doing <laughs> Cure, the Pet Shop Boys, or uh, Flying Seagulls. Oh, uh, come on. Well, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing, pal. But, you know, it's interesting because I'm a big Southern rock guy, and Brian knows that stuff. I'm a big slow country, you know, your dog got run over and your wife left you kind of songs, and uh, Brian's into that, too. So it's good stuff. Well, the best, the best country song title was my wife ran off with my best friend and oh, how I miss him so. Nice. That's a good one. All right, listen, check out Marty's weekly column raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. Visit Iron Company for all your gym equipment and flooring needs. And we've got some in-stock alerts. We've got, you need bumpers, solid rubber, black bumpers, virgin rubber, no bounce. Check us out. We've got them uh, fully in stock. We've got urethane Olympic grip plates, tons and tons of those. We've got uh, Olympic and power bars, rubber hex dumbbells. We just got a few containers in urethane hex dumbbells, urethane solid steel dumbbells, sanitizing wipes, um, you know, rubber flooring, and just a lot more. So if anybody needs anything out there, please go to ironcompany.com. Uh, new gym steel articles can be found in our article section. Uh, the latest one is No Excuses, which we kind of mentioned a little earlier on. It's a good one. Check that out. We just put it up this week. Uh, you can also visit his website, bossbarbell.com. That's B-A-S barbell.com. And anything you got going on there, Jim, lately? No, just new? about uh, how communism is taking over America and how everybody should relax on the gun control stuff. That's about it. It's usual. The usual, you know. The usual Jim Steele yeah, but I talk about training on there too. Yeah. Okay. And and hunting and yeah, man. Okay. And then uh, and then finally, like I said, if you're on the fence or listening to this and you're thinking about online training, 
hey, Brian's getting good results. He's a regular guy. He's over there giving it a, a great effort. You know, he's following the program. He's making great gains, and that's what you want. He's uh, he's um, going after it, not wasting his time. He's got the best information and one of the best coaches right out of the gate here. And uh, so if that's what you're wanting, you can contact Marty at marty at ironcompany.com or jim at ironcompany.com. And um, Brian, did you have anything to plug? You got any upcoming gigs or anything like that? Oh, uh, the, the music days are gone. But, Those are uh, gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe you'll be in a meet soon and we can announce that for you. Oh, yeah, let's do that. We'll talk, Then we'll come have you back on and talk about the meet, how it went. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Right. That's good. great. All right. All right, guys. Thank you All very right, much, Brian. That was great. Thanks Thank for having you. me. All right, guys. Okay. See you guys later.